UNESCO's World Science Forum, billed as one of the world's most significant science gatherings, begins in Cape Town, South Africa this week. It's the first time the forum's been held in Africa, and over 900 leading scientists and other world leaders will come together to discuss this year's theme, which is the relationship between science and social justice. Our guest on Sunday Extra now will be speaking at a session on science for inclusivity, innovation, food security, nutrition and social justice. Dr Chilidzi Madzivandila is CEO of FANAPAN, the Food, Agriculture and Natural Resources Policy Analysis Network and a member of the South African government's third national planning commission. Dr Madzivandila, welcome to RN. Thank you so much, Julian, for the invitation. Good to be here. The organisation you lead, Farnapan, has a mission to build resilient food systems across Africa. Could you tell us more about what's meant by resilient food systems and what the main challenges are to achieving that for Africa's food systems today? So to note, as you, as you might be aware, Africa is lagging behind on the Sustainable Development Goals, SDG 2030. Most importantly, SDG 1 which is about no poverty. SDG 2 about zero hunger, and SDG 3, which is about good health and well-being. We know that African food system needs to be transformed, and then it is plagued by three interrelated uh, challenges. The first one is climate change. The second one is malnutrition. And the third one, which just emerged now, is in relation to geopolitics, which then destabilizes the food system in terms of the supply side, so what we have been designed to is to make sure that we advocate for an enabling policies that ensure that every human being looking at the SDGs, one, then don't, don't go to bed hungry, and two, there's no one then who is then experiencing poverty. So Fanapan has been operating since 2001, and then we deliver our mandate through, through three focal areas. The first one is that we conduct policy research to generate evidence. This is to make sure that when we advise the government, our advice is based on research. Number two is to make sure that we are stimulating debates through policy advocacy. And three, we stimulate the capacity for both the supply side of evidence and the demand side of, of the evidence. So we know that then policies are implemented as programs. And these programs are the ones that build the resilience of people that are benefiting from the government interventions. I understand that in the session at the World Science Forum that you'll be speaking at, you're going to be addressing obviously food security and nutrition and what you call the low-hanging fruits for rapid impact. What is that low-hanging fruit? So to unpack the session, the first theme is to make sure that we bridge the disconnect between policy which are there and not being implemented. And number two, to bridge the disconnect between science and use in terms of policy influencing. I can give you an example. We are talking now about the Africa Free Trade Continental Area. However, government then are quick to adopt these frameworks, but in terms of making sure that the regulations are harmonized between the countries to make sure that inter continental trade happens, that doesn't happen overnight. So our job is to make sure that these frameworks that are adopted at continental level are harmonized 
and are implemented within the countries to make sure that there is a movement of food to make sure that Africa is trading with itself. When we talk about making sure that food is available, we make sure that there's movement of food to ensure that everyone, even though they don't produce food, they've got access to food. On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with Dr. Chalidzi Madzivandila, the CEO of the Food, Agriculture and Natural Resources Policy Analysis Network. Dr. Madzivandila, your, your session is all about inclusivity, innovation, food security, nutrition and social justice, which is a lot to take on in a, in a session. What will your main message to that session be and what do you hope to hear from some of the other participants? All right, let me focus more on the inclusive part. There are different elements of being inclusive. There is a gender element which we need to make sure that women are participating in agriculture value chain. There is also inclusion, then leveraging the youth dividends within the continent. This can be in various forms is to make sure that we use modernized agriculture to attract youth to participate in agriculture. This can be inclusive in terms of making sure that we are building capacity of young researchers to make sure that their research work is impactful. So what are the things that we need to provide to them to make sure that they're having the capacity and skills to deliver that. The other inclusivity is to make sure that the voice of those that are less head off then are having input in terms of us generating evidence, us implementing our program, and to make sure that when we evaluate, monitor, and learn, those that we are supposed to assist, we give them the feedback to say, okay, these are the things that we are doing. This is where we did it right. This is where we do it wrong. And then we continuously improve to make sure that our programming are impactful and are credible. In 2022, Dr. Madzivandila, what's your assessment of the challenges that Africa as a continent is facing right now compared to, say, the last few years when you've been doing this work? In the space that I'm operating in, now that we are post-COVID-19 pandemic, we know that the food system for Africa then is now fragile. So what we need to be thinking about, uh, what are the catalytic things that we need to implement to make sure that the Africa food system is delivering for Africa? Since now yeah, we're talking about science and research, one thing that I've observed is that we need to up in terms of making sure that research and development investment is increasing, more so inviting our governments to, to invest in research and development. The other thing that I think is important here is to ensure that when we talk about the agriculture value chains, we're not focusing only on production, but we focus on other post-farm activities to ensure that we are keeping the food loss 30 to 40% of food is lost post-farm. Mm. So how then do we make sure that the food that we produce is not lost? Because if we invest more in producing and we lose more, then the mathematics there or the economics there doesn't make sense. So how then do we improve on those? Things? Yeah, 30, 30 to 40%, that's, that's a huge amount. It is a huge amount. Well, it's been great speaking with you, Dr. Madzivan Dila. Just finally, I couldn't help noticing that of your many uh, academic and tertiary qualifications, one of them, your PhD in economics, is from the University of New England. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, University of New England, Amidale, New South Wales. So thank you so much for noticing that. Then I am grateful to the government of Australia then through their Australian Centre for International Agricultural Research. Then I was working then for the South African Agricultural Research Council. Then we implemented a joint project which was focusing on beef value chains. And then through the John, John Allwright Fellowship, 
then I benefited. And then I went to the University of New England, I mean, there in New South Wales from 2007, and I came back home in 2010. So my PhD was focusing on agriculture economics, but, but more so on making sure that I develop skills relating to program evaluation. And just in case there's anyone out there thinking that they might study at the University of New England, how did you find it as an experience? So that was a great town to be in. <laughs> uh, specifically to point out is that it's a, a university town. So I have managed to interact with the students from Africa, from all over the globe. And most of them, I'm still in touch with them. And when we see opportunities to collaborate in, then we go for, for, for those. And I'm also grateful to my two professors, uh, Prof. Greg Griffith and Prof. Fleming. Those are the mentors that hold my skills, and I'm grateful in terms of my career progression so far. That's fantastic to hear that you had such a good educational experience at the University of New England, and it has been a great pleasure speaking with you today. Uh, thank you once again, Dr. Chilidzi Madzivandila. Thank you so much, Julian, for inviting me to be part of your exciting program. And Dr. Madzivandila is the CEO of Fanapan, and he will be appearing at the World Science Forum, commencing in Cape Town this week. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.